Birth is never a one-size-fits-all, and every birth is its own beautiful. I'll be interviewing mothers and inviting them to share their unique stories of childbirth. Tune in to Beautifully Birthed for your weekly birth story. I'm your host, Brittany, and thanks so much for stopping by. Let's get started. Today's interview is with Lindley. Um, she is from Winnipeg. Uh, she's got a little boy and a little girl, Isla and Harvey. Um, and her husband is a pilot. So um, she's got quite a few days where she uh, has long days all by herself. Um, and she had two um, water bursts at birth center. So um, she kind of goes over all of that great information. And uh, yeah, hope you like today's show. If you just want to start by telling everyone about you um, and about your family. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Lindley. I live uh, I live in a small town just outside of Winnipeg. I have a three-year-old little girl, Isla, who keeps me crazy busy. Um, and then we have Harvey, who is just seven weeks old now. Um, my husband's a pilot, so he is off working uh, some crazy long hours. So it's often... Uh, just me and the kids from morning until night. Um, and when I am working, I'm a physiotherapist. I work, uh, I work in a hospital, um, as well as I do some pelvic floor work in a clinic. So we are, we're busy little people, uh, family. So, but it's, uh, it's lots of fun. Want to take us into um, when you guys were getting ready for Isla? Was she planned? She was planned. Um, my husband, uh, I've known him since I was uh, in high school. And so for as long as I had known him, he, he wanted kids. And it took uh, him a whole lot of convincing to get me on board <laughs> to be ready. I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't know yet. Um, but finally he, he, I don't know, whatever he said convinced me. And so I had, uh, I had an IUD, so I procrastinated, procrastinated, procrastinated to get the, make the appointment to get the IUD out. Um, and so, uh, finally I said, okay, we're coming back from Hawaii. I'll, I'll book this appointment. I'll go get it out. And so sure enough, I did. And, uh, we were so fortunate um, that, uh, the next month we got the, the positive test. Um, and so when I, it was early in the morning, I took the test. My husband was still sleeping. And so I got the positive. I couldn't believe it. And so I went and found him and (laughs) risky question to ask, but I asked him if he still wanted to be a dad. And, uh, so luckily he said, yes. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and so I showed him the stick. He's like, no way. I'm like, yes. He's like, no way. I'm like, that's what the plus means. So, um, so there we were. We were, uh, it was, for us, it was a fairly easy course, though. Even those few weeks that you have to wait, um, it's stressful. Um, yeah. So stressful. How exciting though that happened right shortly after because I know with IUD sometimes it can take a little bit. It can. I had um I had a copper IUD though. Um so it didn't have any of the hormones which um whether that contributed or not, um, that it didn't take as long, maybe. Um so then really I 
I thought it was too good to be true by pretty much my entire pregnancy. Um, I, I was just nervous um, that this is too easy. Something has to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. Um, even though about you hit, I hit the six week mark and I was super nauseous, super tired. I had so tired that I stopped going to the gym. I could barely make it to work and back. Um, and that kind of took me through, oh, people told me it would end up after the first trimester and at the end of the 12 weeks, I was still so tired and nauseous, but, um, it kind of tapered off probably about 14 weeks or so, I guess. And I finally started to feel like me again as, and, uh, felt pretty good. Actually, the rest of the pregnancy, I, I really didn't have, uh, too many complications and in that aspect of things. Um, I think the first time I really thought that it was, uh, I don't know, that it kind of hit home that we were going to have a baby was that I uh, booked, I'm in Manitoba, so we only get an ultrasound at 20 weeks. You don't, oh wow. Yeah, you don't get the, what is it, like the dating ultrasound in the first trimester? You don't get that here um, unless you have no idea when the date of your last missed period was. Oh, that's interesting. And, uh, so I, there's, there's some places uh, around that you can go and get a, um, like a non-diagnostic ultrasound, just you pay for it. Uh, so I surprised my husband and booked one for when I was at 13 weeks. And so that was the first time that we had seen the baby. And I was like, Okay, there's actually, yep, there's a tiny human growing in there. All righty, <laughs> we're doing this. This is happening. This is happening, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so th- for my, through my first trimester, I was just and kind of early in the second. I was with um, just my family doctor. And uh, every appointment was just, it was, uh, they were so quick. And I felt like I couldn't ask any questions. And my husband, every time we left, he's like, I just feel like a sperm donor. I don't feel like I actually matter at all. And so at that point in time, then we, I uh, did some looking into midwifery. Hadn't really looked into it at all before. And so we did some talking and some thinking and some research on it and decided, you know what, this might actually be a better fit for what we're wanting. And so... Um, I applied through the general inquiry line, uh, not thinking that we would be able to get in just cause it was, I was already into my like probably 15, 16 weeks at that point in time. Um, but I got a call and was accepted into the care and apparently it's just cause people don't like to have babies in December. So they were a little slow then. So if anybody's wanting to get a midwife. <laughs> plan to have a baby in December. December's the <laughs> December's time. December's the time. <laughs> and so um, from then on, it was, oh, it was just so much better. Everything. Um, the appointments are like 45 minutes to an hour long. And they talk to you and they ask you what your concerns are. And they, uh, they just give you so much information that you really feel like you're able to make an informed decision, not just oh, this is what we do, um, and have to kind of live with it. 
so uh, here the midwives work in um, groups of three. And so for each of your appointments, you alternate between the three of them. So you really get to know each of the midwives that are in your group because one of those three are going to be um, the primary midwife at your delivery. So it's nice to know that when you go into labor, you know the person um, and you've got a relationship with the person. Um, so it just makes it so much more comfortable. Um, and rather than uh, with, because with the obstetricians here, anyways, again, they work in groups, but you only see your obstetrician and the likelihood of getting your obstetrician when you go into labor is slim to none. So you kind of have nobody that you know as your care provider um, at the actual delivery. Um, and then with um, the options for where you can deliver, uh, I was living in, in right inside Winnipeg at the time. So the options for where you can deliver um, with midwives is you can do a hospital birth. Um, you can do home birth, or in Winnipeg, we have um, a really beautiful birth center. And so um, we decided, we opted to go with uh, trying a birth center birth, though open that if something were to happen, if I were to feel uncomfortable or something just seemed off, that uh, we could move over to the hospital to, to have the baby. Um, so... That was, was a little bit of a hard decision to make because there are risks that can happen um, to you or, or to the baby. Um, but we kind of weighed all of our options and the hospital is only five minutes away. And so we, we really just thought that was, that was going to be the most comfortable option for, for everybody. Um, for uh for the delivery and what were their options like did they have um pain meds like did they have the gas if you wanted to give birth in the water did they have a birth tub yeah so at the birth center you have your own like it's like a little suite really um so it's got a bed and it's got um a great big tub and there's a shower and there's a few other kind of uh, pieces of equipment that you can use for laboring um, and for delivery. Uh, pain med wise, your only option is the laughing gas. Um, so you can't have like you can't have an epidural or any like or morphine or anything like that in the birth center. So that's that's definitely one of the um, one of the sticking points that you kind of need to be comfortable with. Um, for choosing the birth center. Really, the birth center is like a home birth, but not at home. Um, right. So, um, and like, it's super quiet. They have, they dim the lights. There's not fluorescent lights like you have at the hospital. It's so quiet. Like, you don't have anything overhead intercoms going off or, random people in and out of your room and uh, interrupting or anything like that. It's just super quiet, super peaceful. Um, the only people that are there outside of 
whoever you would have like in your um, birth support team um, is your primary midwife is there. And then close to when you would be actually delivering the baby, um, a second midwife comes from another group. So there, there's one person for mom, one person for baby. And then they have a, what they call a birth center attendant. So they just kind of make sure like if we need water or juice or um, snacks or um, really kind of anything that to make things more comfortable, that's, that's their job. So that's the only people that are there. Um, and well, pardon me. That sounds lovely. It is really lovely. It really is. Um, so kind of really my, my pregnancy was, it was uneventful. I, I had some pel- like pain in my pelvis um, towards the very end. Um, but I just, it was just kind of chalked up to the fact that baby's getting bigger. Um, those hormones that are going through you are kind of loosening everything up, um, and joints that are, are already kind of lax on me. So, um, I hit my due date. It came and passed. I was maybe almost one centimeter dilated at that point in time, which was kind of frustrating. I had a sweep that wasn't, didn't really do anything because, um, baby really wasn't ready to come. Um, and so, uh, a few days after my due date, I started getting some irregular contractions. They weren't really amounting to much, but they were pretty constant for about 48 hours. And so I hadn't slept in about 48 hours. And so the advice from my midwife was, uh, take some medication to get me to go to sleep. So I could have a bit of a rest, um, which I was really frustrated about because I just wanted the baby to come. Um, but I took the advice. I had to sleep. Um, and I woke up. Uh, when I woke up that evening, I was in active labor. Um, so I uh, labored at home a little bit. My husband, uh, thought it was a really grand idea to do some stairs. So he had me going up and down the stairs from our basement, uh, multiple times. And, uh, it was hard, uh, but it definitely worked. And when I needed a little bit of a break, I uh, worked on a puzzle that I had going on. I was, uh, bound to determine I was going to finish it before the baby came, Mm -hmm. which I did not. (laughs) And, uh, so I just, we, I really didn't get like what the five one one was and when I was really, uh, ready to call the midwife to, to go in, but, uh, I had this one contraction and it would just was felt way stronger and way different than any of the other ones I had before that. So I told my husband to call. Um, and so we set a time with a midwife that we we're going to meet at the birth center. And so in, in that kind of half an hour time between the phone call and leaving, my contractions went from about five minutes apart to two to three minutes apart. So it was definitely a good decision to go in at that point in time. And so it was about 11 o'clock in the evening when we got there and, uh, 
so they checked me I was at four centimeters and I really I really didn't have a set birth plan I was a little fearful of making a set plan and because if I didn't stick to it I was going to be disappointed and so I knew what all the options were and I just we had just decided that we'd kind of pick whatever one seemed right at the time and so what felt right was uh, using the, the tub. And so they set the tub at uh, body temperature. So it's not too hot. And also so that when baby is born that um, it's not a shock to their system either. And so it was uh, three and a half hours later of just kind of back-to-back contractions. Um, and my water broke and um, right after that she was born, um, in just kind of five or 10 minutes of quote unquote pushing, I guess. Um, and she was here. There was, uh, there were some concerns that I had some extra bleeding right afterwards. So it was a bit of a whirlwind of, uh, cutting the cord, handing her off to my husband, getting me out of the tub and checking everything out. So that was a little bit stressful. 15 minutes or so, but everything was fine. And I knew ahead of time that if there was any concerns for bleeding, we knew what the plan was um, to, to look after that. So I knew I was in good hands. And once they got the bleeding, um, once they got the bleeding under control, mm-hmm. um, did, did, did they bring, bring her to you? Did they, yeah, did you, know you do she, like the breath or anything like that? She, my, she was right with my husband who was right beside me. So she was never far. Um, and so once everything was fine, they handed Riley handed her to me. My husband handed her to me and she did that kind of baby crawl up to the breast to start breastfeeding. And I was like, what? I didn't actually think that I read read (laughs) about it. I was like, I didn't actually think that was going to happen. How can an infant crawl? But sure enough, they can. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And so really, it was just quiet. They let you, they don't, they never like pulled her away to, um, we need to do all of her checks and all that. They just kind of did some preliminary checks, make sure her breathing and temperature and all that were good when she was on me. And then um, when I was ready, I handed her off to the midwife and my husband and they did all their newborn checks they needed to do while the other midwife helped me have a shower, which felt really good after all that work. Um, yeah. And so then after that, once they have figured out everybody is good and happy with everything, you really only, you can go home at any point in time then. Um, and so we, it was actually me. I was like, I said to my husband, I'm like, okay, can we go home now? He's like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I would, it's like 6 a.m. I'm tired. I would like to go home. And so we were back home. I was tucked in my own bed um, about six hours after she was born. Oh, wow. And then how so, long were you in there for labor? Um, well, I got in at 11 p.m. And she was born at 2.30 in the morning. So three and a half hours. And then kind of all the checks and how to shower, how to 
a snack. And, um, yeah, we were home about six hours after she was born. So that, that's awesome. And how was your postpartum? Did you get any of the baby blues or? No, none of the baby blues. Um, I was tired, um, and just a little bit overwhelmed with all of the changes um, and try, really trying to figure out what do I do with this kid? Um, we, ha- I had some troubles breastfeeding. That was kind of the biggest issue, um, after she was born. Um, and so I ended up with really lots of cracked nipples and everything was sore and I was really frustrated and, uh, all the tears. And so that was really that was the thing that, that was really the hardest afterwards. And so uh, part of the midwifery care, uh, the postpartum care, is that for the first two weeks, they come to your house for all of your visits, and they will stay as long as you need them to stay. Um, and so they were, they did so much teaching and helping and physical hands-on and, and everything to really help me figure out how to get the baby latched and the baby latched properly. Um, and so that was, I, I really don't think that with the, the specific help from those people with the knowledge that they had, um, I don't think we would have made it. Um, I think I would have given up for sure. Um, but I was really lucky that my daughter nursed, well, she nursed till she was 17 months. Um, then on, it was actually on Mother's Day, she decided she was done. So. Wow. And then when did you guys decide that you were ready for a second? Was, was Harvey um, planned for? He was planned. We hummed and hawed about when the right time is and blah, blah, blah. Um you know, you can, you can debate when the right time is forever and there's going to be pros and cons. So we had talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And finally we were just like, do it. It's never going to be perfect timing. Let's just, let's just do it. And so the week after that, I, I had an IUD. So I got the IUD out again and we were the second time got pregnant again right away. Um, and so when I got, when I did the test, I had my daughter with me. Um, and so I gave her the test and she ran out and, and showed my husband, she's like, look what I got, look what I got. And he's like, no way. Um, and so (laughs) here we were again, we were, we were having another one and, uh, again, kind of not enough, not a whole lot of time to think about it or debate about it or anything. So um, because I was with the midwife um, the first, with the first, um, they kind of, they put you in a priority for um, accepting you into care again with subsequent children, just because they really believe in um, caring for the family. And so I was accepted into um the same midwife group that I had with my, uh, with my first and this, and so they start the appointments, um, 
or like around eight or 10 weeks in there. And so I really, I had them from the get go this time. Um, and so again, just, you really felt heard. They included my daughter in cause she was with me for a lot of the appointments. They included her and had her help. And, and it just really felt like a really, like a bonding experience for us and that we really helped her to figure out, um, and kind of that, oh, there's a baby coming and really helped to prepare her um, for what was coming up, which was really helpful for us. Yeah. And did you have to um, go on a wait list for the birth center or was it through your midwifery that they offered that? Yeah, just through the midwives. So the birth center is only an option for – for people to that have midwives to birth to have their babies at. So anybody that's with an with a OBGYN, they have to uh have have their babies at the hospital. Versus with that the midwives, sense. they can they can have the babies at the birth center. That's all and there's no wait list, so you would just say, This is where I want it to happen, and then they make it happen. Yeah, because you because they only like the the midwife groups only accept so many people. They only accept as many people as they can physically be at the births for in oh, a that's month. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you say you want to give birth at the birth center, that's where you can give birth. Mm-hmm. And did you have any um, early pregnancy signs like with Harvey? Any symptoms or oh, was he pretty- all the nausea? Oh, no. All the nausea from four weeks from like, I was nauseous before I got the preg- positive pregnancy test. So you kind of already had an idea yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, and so I think I suffered through it for about a week and a half and I felt I, I was working full time. And I felt like the worst parent in the world because I couldn't do anything. Um, and so I bit the bullet and I uh, went and saw a doctor and got on the Declectin. And so I was taking the four a day um, all through probably till about halfway through my second trimester. And then I started to wean down off of them and I got to the point where I was only taking one a day, but every time I stopped taking that one a day after about three or four days, I would be nauseous again. And so all the way until the end of my pregnancy, I took kind of that one to collect in the day in order to keep me from feeling nauseous. Um, And then other than the nausea, I had a whole lot of, pelvis pain, back pain. I had a whole lot of that from about mm, the end of my first trimester. I think that started and it just kind of got worse through my second trimester. And then I finally decided, Hey, I know people that can help with this. I am a pelvic floor physio. I (laughs) I know what to do about this. So (laughs) I, between my, uh, seeing my pelvic floor physio and from seeing a chiropractor, I was able to kind of muddle my way through the rest of my pregnancy with keeping the pain manageable, we'll say. So it was, it was definitely more, uh, yeah, 
it's that one was definitely a little bit more eventful um, with with symptoms and that than than the first. And Isla, she was more involved. So by the time Harvey was coming, did she know that he was coming? Like she was excited to be a big sister. She was very excited to be a big sister. She kept asking me when he was coming and when we would tell her it was still going to be a few more weeks, she would complain, but why? (laughs) She was, she was very excited. We were nervous that she was going to be jealous um, of him, but luck. And she was convinced she was having a sister. She wouldn't even entertain the idea that she might have a brother. Um, did you guys find out the gender? We did not. We we kept it a surprise so, with both kids, which was oh, the best decision. Loved it. Um, uh, yeah, when Harvey was born and we and I looked and saw he was a boy, I think I just, like, cry laughed for uh, the longest time because um, I was happy and laughing because didn't know what we were going to tell our daughter. That she was having, that yeah. she had a brother. Um, so my layer with him was it was, it was kind of similar, but a little bit more exaggerated. Kind of like my pregnancy was very similar, but the symptoms were all a little bit more intense. Um, Did you go earlier? Than- no. Do you know what? They were born on the exact same day, forty plus six. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Um, I had, again, had some early labor with him, um, that didn't really amount to anything. I, on the day that he was born, I'd went in in the morning for, for a sweep and I was four, almost five centimeters with no contractions. And so they did a sweep, went out for lunch, got my husband's haircut. I found some stockings for, cause it was because Christmas was coming up and then headed back to the birth center and worked with my midwife and they did some spinning babies techniques to try and get the baby low and stimulate contractions. Um, It kind of worked, had some irregular contractions, but again, not really progressing. And so my husband reminded me that I did stairs with my daughter and that really did it. And I just couldn't bring myself to do stairs. So I was like, Hey, I will compromise with you. I will do squats. And so I think I did about three sets of 10 squats and I was in active labor. Oh, wow. So that was just before about seven in the evening. And again, right away this time I was like, I'm going in the tab. I, this is, that's where I need to be. It provides so much pain relief. I went from not being able to stand upright through contractions to being able to manage through them and remind my husband that I had read a meme that if we were ever decide to get pregnant again, that I wanted to be the dad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, So I labored with him in the tub. And I, yeah, again, active labor about seven o'clock and he was, and then my water broke and he really just came on his own on, on about two contractions back to back. 
and he was born at 9.30 in the evening. So it was about two and a half hours of active labor with him once we finally, once things finally got going. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Delayed cord clamping or anything like um, that? No, we, uh, so when he was born, I, he actually was like, I didn't have any bleeding or anything. So right in, I stayed in the tub and I had him up, just put him on my chest and right away he started to, wanting to eat. So he started eating right away. Um, and just, it was probably, hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to guess on time because it, it's kind of fuzzy, but probably 10 or 15 minutes before we, before they clamped the cord. Um, and, and then, um, at that point in time, got out of the tub and kind of the same thing again. He hung out kind of skin to skin with both of us and until we felt ready to hand him over to get weighed and all his checks done. And again, I did the same thing. They did his checks. I went and had a shower. And then we reconvened and just hung out and snuggled uh, in the in the bed in the room, and until we were ready to go home, and we went home about it was born at nine thirty. I think we left at about two thirty um, in the morning. So we stayed about. Did you find you were like hours. a little happier? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you find maybe you were a little bit happier to stay just because, you know, you kind of get to stay in that newborn bubble. It's kind of different with one and your second because you would be going back to. Yes. Become family four, right? And yeah. I, go to all of them. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, it was just the first was like it was a really great experience with a little bit of that hiccup in the middle um, with the concern of bleeding. And this time it was just it was just pure calm and peace and um it was yeah it really was just like this little bubble um and it was also really cold outside so I also didn't want to go outside <laughs> but um i was also i also was also again just really ready to go home and sleep in my bed <laughs> i was tired i wanted to sleep but the only place i wanted to sleep was at home in my own bed and so we got home and uh, it was the middle of the night. So our daughter was sleeping. And so we got a couple of hours sleep before she woke up. And uh, so them meeting was honestly the, just the cutest thing. Um, so we picked her up and said that we had that she had something to show her and, so she, we picked her up, and she leaned over the crib and uh, and saw the baby. She says, oh, "It's my new baby sister." Oh, <laughs> we're like, "Do you know what, honey? You got a baby brother." No, it's a sister. <laughs> so she was still <laughs> she was still convinced. We told we said that his name was Harvey. She was still convinced that she had a had a baby sister, and. Uh, I don't think it was until later that day that 
when she watched him get his diaper changed. Um, and she's like, oh, baby has a little penis. <laughs> like, yeah, she yeah. realized he was a she's boy. Like, oh, okay. So it was like at that point in time that it clicked that she had a brother. And we're like, okay, now what's going to happen? And she didn't care. She just doesn't care. She's just so excited to have a little baby sibling. Um, and she's just, yeah, just a really great sister. We were worried that she was going to be jealous um, and not like him. She's not asked us to send him back. She tells us all the time how much she loves him. Um, <laughs> she, Yeah, she loves him more than she loves anybody else. I was always used to being, like, the number one person that she wanted. And uh, my husband always complained that he was number two. And the one day he looked at me, he's like, how does it feel to be number two? I'm like, I don't like it. Because <laughs> now Harvey's <laughs> number one for her. So Oh, that's so special. It really is. So I'm hoping that she'll love him for forever. Um, and any of the kind of – any of the issues she has with feeling – uh, like she's missing out on snuggles or one-on-one time or anything like that. I'm so thankful that she just directs that frustration at us and uh, she doesn't take that out on him. And we're always very careful of saying like, my hands are just busy right now. If we're if, like, I'm stuck under him breastfeeding um, or in the middle of changing his diaper. And so rather than saying, I'm just doing something with Harvey, you're going to have to wait we don't want her to feel that her needs are less important. So just being careful of how we're wording that we just need a couple of minutes and then we'll be right there to help her out. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that we've done to help not have her be jealous or have negative feelings towards him or feel less important um, in this time, that's such a big change for her because she was an only child for three years. Yeah, and it's a big change. And did you find recovery any different with Harvey, like second time around, or is um, it about the same? Because it can be hard to heal when you have to chase a, a toddler around too. Like it can. Um, I did find it easier the second time, um, and I don't know if it's because. I don't know if it's because my pain was, I had like, my pain was more intense. Like just my body pain was more intense at the end of my pregnancy with Harvey um, than with Isla. Or if it was the fact that I I had a small tear with her, but no tearing or anything with him. Um, So that, I think that difference too made uh, a big difference in, in healing time. But I would say I feel more like myself after having had like the second time than I did the first time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way too. Yeah. I felt the same way. I think it would be totally different if there was, you know, significant tearing or you had a C-section. Absolutely. I think it would have been way harder than it was, but I was also really lucky that, um, my husband was, he's been off for like two months, um, after he's been born versus he went back to work like a week after our daughter was born. So I think having those extra set of hands, not only for the toddler, but also just to help 
have somebody that's always there to hand the baby off to if you need to do something. Um, and I think I was this time not afraid to just hand the baby off and say, I need to go have a shower versus I was so nervous about letting her, my daughter go um, and not being right in the same room with her that I didn't shower for multiple days. And that also I find just having a shower just makes you feel human again. So I think that's another thing to make sure you have. Yeah. Take right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with me. I really oh, appreciate no it. I hope it all makes sense. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Lindley's story today. If you were interested in seeing some photos of Isla and Harvey, you can go on to my Instagram, Beautifully Birthed. Um, and from there, there's a link that you can follow and you just click on the Read and Connect and it will take you through to the website and there will be some photos there attached so you can check those on out. And uh, we'll see you back next week on Tuesday. Thank you so much.